Dominion is the reason for man on earth. Catch insights from Pastor William Baxen on today's Rulers World broadcast and be activated to rule and subdue the earth. Thank you, Expressions. God bless you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you thanks. We honor your majesty this morning, Father. We see you, Jesus. We acknowledge you, Holy Spirit of God. And we submit to you today. We ask that you will teach our understanding. We ask that you will feed our hearts. That you will calm our minds. Empower each and every one of us in this service. Commit to us the truths of the kingdom. Help us in this service, Lord. Help us in this service. And let the name of Jesus be glorified. Thank you for healing bodies in this meeting. Thank you for healing minds in this meeting. Thank you for healing relationships, situations, circumstances. Thank you for healing. We give you thanks. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Shall we be seated? Please, God bless you. Thank you so much. Our dear musicians, thank you. God bless you. All right. So... I welcome all of us to the ruler's service. Um, we want to take our conversation a step further. And um, last week, I think we, God teaching us to number our days. So we'll apply our hearts to wisdom. We looked at how that the unjust steward was commended because he had done wisely. And we concluded that wisdom was the application of understanding. Whenever we apply the word of God, we're walking in wisdom. Whenever we apply the word of God, we are walking in divine wisdom. Um, because the Bible also teaches that there is a worldly wisdom and there is a devilish wisdom. So there are different kinds of wisdom as there are different kinds of knowledge. But we concerned ourselves with the wisdom that is acting on the word of God. Putting the word of God into practice. We said that was wisdom. And I think we mentioned that when we receive the word of God, revelation, that's knowledge. When we understand or comprehend the word of God, that's understanding. Then when we action the word of God, that's wisdom. Today we want to uh, look at faith. But we're looking at faith as a reality in the kingdom of God. Faith is a kingdom reality. It's a kingdom reality. And because we said wisdom is the application of the word of God or actioning the word of God, we see faith in there. And faith is, our understanding of faith is going to help us put the word of God to work. So we're going to act out and do the word of God if we understand how faith works. So we're going to take some time because we are, we're seeking that all the things we are learning, you know, 
on this particular journey, we started by looking at exchanging our lower thoughts for the higher thoughts of God. And we said that thoughts are contained in words. And the only reason why we want the thought of God is because we have intentions of putting it into practice. And it is putting it into practice that is called wisdom, which also is faith. So please follow me keenly as we uh, step into this very important reality in the kingdom of God. So I'll, I'll share with you some few thoughts and then um, we get into the scripture. Every thought is, 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 is founded on the word anyway. So the first thing I'll say, which I have said a um, couple of times, but we need to drill this into our spirits, is that the kingdom of God is the why of creation. The kingdom of God is the why of creation. If you want to understand or know the reason for creation, it's the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the reason for creation. The reason why God created is because of his kingdom. And that understanding is fundamental. It is that understanding that, that helps you to really see the word of God. In other words, the Bible is a book of the kingdom of God. Once you understand that the very motivation of the heart of God is his kingdom, you, you, the, the word of God will just, you will find one straight line that goes across Genesis to Revelation, the kingdom of God. Everything is about his kingdom. Everything is about his kingdom. So, the why for creation is the kingdom of God. In Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Why? It's because of his kingdom. That gives you, that gives you a lot of reinforcement. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Why? His kingdom. Because he was seeking to, to increase his kingdom territory. And just like every other kingdom, territory is critical. And that's why the British Empire, you know, journeyed to other lands to claim it. And those lands that were claimed became part of the British territory. But before that, God had created the heavens and the earth as an expansion of his kingdom territory. And if you look at that verse critically, you will see that God from the invisible was expanding his kingdom and now taking on visible territory. So that his kingdom is both visible and invisible. The kingdom territory of God spans both visible and invisible Space not, may not be the right word because in the invisible, you don't talk the, the, the concept of space. Space is relevant in three-dimensional worlds. So please understand that the reason why God created the heavens and the earth is because of his kingdom. And the reason why God does anything on the earth is because of his kingdom. He's a king. That's why Jesus boldly said, seek first 
the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added to you. God is only interested in his kingdom. So when his kingdom becomes your personal agenda, you've caught the eye of God. This is so important. Everything about you must align with the kingdom of God because everything about God is about his kingdom. That's the great why. Everything that motivates action in Jesus, in God, in the Holy Spirit is kingdom driven. He made man because of his kingdom, because of his rule, because of his dominion. Man lost that. He sent Jesus to become a man because of the restoration of the kingdom on the earth. Everything is because of his kingdom. So that understanding is so central if you will not be in error in dealing with the Bible. Once you understand that everything is about the kingdom of God and that God himself, his actions are because of his kingdom, you, you will understand a lot of things. So that's the first thought we need to establish. This thing must be part of your theology. Like this should be a, a foundational understanding of your relationship with God. It's critical. When Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, he says, except a man be born again, he shall not or cannot enter into the kingdom. That means the, 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 the importance of being born again is access into the kingdom. But for the kingdom, you don't have to be born again. If not because of the kingdom, you don't need to be born again. So even the reality of the new birth is because of the kingdom of God. So that we can become citizens of the kingdom again. You are a citizen of this nation because you were born into the nation. So birth is primarily how we become citizens. So I'm even showing you that the motivation of the heart of God is his kingdom. That's the great why. Fix this firmly in your understanding. Never forget this. That's how we develop and grow. Don't forget this. Make this like one of the cornerstones in your understanding in dealing with God, in dealing with his activities in history, which is called theology, in dealing with Jesus, the Holy Spirit, let this be your understanding that it is because of the kingdom of God, that's why God does what he does. Whether in the visible or invisible, God's motivation is his kingdom. God's action is because of his kingdom. Anything you see proceeding from God is a manifestation of his kingdom. So, but for the kingdom of God, Genesis 1-1 will not be there. The only reason why he created is because of his kingdom. Understand this. Make this your theology. Like, let this be big in your heart. So, that's, that's the first thought uh, I want you to understand. The kingdom of God is the why of creation. The kingdom of God is the why of creation. Number two, faith is the how of creation. You see, if the kingdom is why, faith is how he did it. That means in the kingdom of God, how things are done is by faith. Faith is how things are done, how things are created, how things are established, how things are reinforced. 
is faith. Why they are done, kingdom. How they are done, faith. So if you read in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and you ask the question, how did he do it? The answer, faith. So you will see that faith is a reality in the kingdom of God. Faith. Faith is a reality in the kingdom of God. Faith is a reality in the kingdom of God. And if faith is how things are done in the kingdom, and we also said that wisdom is actioning or applying or doing the word of God, then inherent in wisdom is faith. Inherent in wisdom is faith. The fabric that was used to weave the wisdom of God has yarns of faith in it. Faith, faith, faith. How God's kingdom advances is faith. Why? Because we've said that even though, even though why God advances in action is his kingdom, how he does it is faith. So there is no way um, we, can, we can advance the influence of God's kingdom on the earth without faith. There is no way God's purpose for your life will come to pass without faith. There is no way God's plan for your life, his thoughts concerning you will come to pass without faith. Because faith is how it's done in the kingdom. So from these few thoughts, um, something becomes apparent. Uh, if you remember, uh, we mentioned this during Pneumaticus in Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Please, can you give us that text? Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then, faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. And you know, when we hear, we are being informed. When we hear, we are receiving knowledge. Uh, that's why faith begins when the will of God is known. These are, these are, these are faith faith understandings that you must possess. You can't jump into faith when you don't know the will of God. You can't claim you are walking by faith when you don't know what God wants in the situation. So faith begins when the will of God is known. You can't attempt anything for God if you are not sure it is his will. We will call that presumption. So faith begins when the will of God is known. That means one of the greatest challenges of faith is ignorance. If you don't know it, you cannot be walking by faith. But somebody said, well, I didn't know, but I did it and it worked. They said even a broken clock is right two times in a day. If a clock is not working, right now it's 10.5. Assuming it, it's, it stops working now, when it is 10.5 in the morning, the clock will be right. When it is 10.5 in the evening, the clock will be right. But it's not working. So that you got a result 
out of an ignorant step is not confirmation that faith works in darkness. And by darkness, I mean ignorance. The reason why we've lost many people, honest people, sincere people, good people, is because they claim to be walking by faith when they didn't even know God's will in the situation they were applying faith in. And God is not bound to support any venture that is not underpinned by his will. I've already told you that everything God does is motivated by his kingdom. So faith comes by hearing. When you hear, you are informed. And if that information is coming from the word of God, it's revelation. So when faith comes by hearing, what has happened is that you have the knowledge of the will of God. When faith comes by hearing, once you hear, you have knowledge. You have knowledge of the will of God. Uh, on Friday, I told you that faith coming by hearing will not necessarily change anything around you. What, what changes stuff is when faith is working, not when faith comes. Faith comes won't change anything. It's faith working that changes anything. So faith can come and nothing is happening. But when you put faith to work, you will begin to see. So when faith comes, we have knowledge of the will of God. And then when faith sees, we have understanding of the will of God. These are, these are very important things you must settle in your understanding. So faith doesn't just come by hearing. Faith understands by seeing. And we're not talking about seeing with the optical eye. That's why Paul prayed for the church. That the eyes of your understanding will be opened. The eyes of your understanding is what faith sees with. Faith sees with the eyes of your understanding. Faith hears with your spiritual ear, and sees with the eyes of your understanding. This is important. And it is when faith sees that understanding comes. And then, when faith is realized, it is realized by action. And that's what is called wisdom. So faith realized is by action. For faith to be realized... And realization, we are talking about it assuming three-dimensional qualities. When we say uh, something has been realized, it means it has happened. It has taken three-dimensional qualities. For faith to be realized, it is done by action. And that action is what we call wisdom. So you see, faith comes, that's knowledge. Faith sees, that's understanding. Faith realized by action is wisdom. So by the time somebody is walking by wisdom, which is acting on the word of God, that guy is operating in faith. So wisdom is not just an intellectual exercise. It's high level faith at work. When you see somebody operating in the wisdom of God, it is high level faith at work. 
It's not an intellectual exercise. That's why wisdom is not about witty sayings. Wisdom is not saying something that will confound people. No, it is stepping out on the word of God you understand. And as you step out on that, the integrity of God's word supports you in the process. This is, this is important. This actually is an introduction. We're going to journey into faith. But this morning, I'm doing an introduction, helping you understand where we are heading with faith. I don't know whether you have realized, but okay, let me not go there. Let me not go there. Let's stay on this. Let's stay on this. So let's look at, um, let's attempt, let's attempt to define faith. This is an attempt to define faith aided by the scriptures. So we want to define faith. We want to define faith. Um, there are three texts I would look at. Um, okay, let me begin with Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. We would also look at Hebrews chapter 11, but I want you to see something. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. We are, we are attempting to define faith. This is something Jesus didn't usually do. He always illustrated the meaning of things. So people will ask him a question and he will give them a parable. Like when, when you meet Jesus and you ask him a question, he will illustrate the understanding he wants you to get and not just give you a definition per se. Because when you see it, see, that's very um, 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 relevant in the kingdom. Um, Sight. Sight. Once he illustrates whatever your question is, you see that you will see what he is saying. And that is more empowering than giving you something to cram. So you see that you yourself discovers meaning out of what uh, Jesus has illustrated. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself perched our sins, sat down on the right hand of majesty on high, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Um, that phrase will be relevant to us as we seek to understand what faith is. Um, the word express image talks about character. It's, it's, it's translated from the word character. In other words, uh, who being the brightness of his glory and the character of his person. The character of his person. The character of his person. Um, as we progress, I will help you see the impact of faith on your soul and how that that is how you are anchored in life. If faith does not persuade and prevail in your soul, you will not be anchored in life. Because all the, all the, uh, what's the word? 
I wanted to use vicissitudes, but I, I didn't want to use it, so I was looking for something else. Uh, but since you've provided it, <laughs> all the vicissitudes we experience happens in our soul. Your spirit is not shaking. It's in your soul that we shake. So when faith prevails in your soul, you have an anchor for life. So we, we would look at how faith gets in there and prevails in your soul. But we are seeing that Jesus is the brightness of the glory of God. And Jesus is the character of the person of God. And the word translated person is interesting in our study. Uh, hypostasis. Hypostasis talks about uh, the substance or the essence. Uh, it, it talks about what is holding you up. The reality that undergirds you. You see, it, it's like understanding. You see, understand what is under your stance. Understanding means there is something concrete that is bearing your weight up. If you understand, it means you are standing on something. There is something under your stance. And hypostasis has the same concept. The essence, the reality, the credence, the conviction behind God. Or, because he's talking about, he's talking about the express image, the character of God's essence. Jesus is the character of God's essence. Because God is his spirit, Jesus is, is God realized. God who has happened. God who has happened is Jesus. Because God is such spirit that he is spirit. And in his spiritness, you may think he is not real. Because reality for us, reality for us, oh. The reason why we think the spirit is not real is because our souls have become slaves to our bodies. That's why it looks as if the spirit is not real. But reality is the spirit. In fact, the visible is held up by the invisible. So how can what is holding you not be real, but what is being held is real? So we struggle with faith because our souls have been enslaved to our bodies. Can I get three volunteers? Minister Bright has volunteered. Minister Margaret has volunteered. Um, okay, then, then because, because uh, Della is a, a female, we will let her be the soul. And Minister Magnus and Minister Ryan, I don't know who wants to be the body and who wants to be the spirit. You, you will be the spirit. <laughs> okay, so you'll be here. Perfect. Perfect. So, so, um, hi. This one, this one, it's like I'm going ahead of myself. But you let me, let me do this. Because introduction, we shouldn't be touching this. But this may help. Please, please look at this. So, please, with permission from you, with permission. So, 
I'm asking permission from Sarah, actually. So we have the ladem as the soul of man. You see, these three make up man. When you say man, it's spirit, soul, body. That's man. The reason why there is body is because God wants this man to be in charge of his visible creation. So, he wants to be visibly present, managing the visible creation. But he can't just be a visible being without this, because the kingdom is here. The kingdom is in the spirit. Okay. That, that is right kindergarten. The kingdom is the spirit. That's, that's the right one. The kingdom is in the spirit. If we are beginning and, you know, oh, okay, so it's in the spirit. It's a spiritual thing. Eh? Uh -huh. But as you grow, you see that the kingdom is the spirit. So kingdom realities are spirit realities. And kingdom reality starts with the king himself. God, who is his spirit. And then his kingdom. So the kingdom is here. And then the soul is the medium. So man is walking about with media, man in plural, with media in him. And that media is what receives kingdom ideas, kingdom thoughts, kingdom realities, and passes it on across to the body so that the body can implement it in visible creation. Invisible creation. So, the job of the soul is to be so acquainted with the spirit that he can pick thoughts, impulses, promptings, visions, pictures, images, realities from the spirit and transmit it. Because once it comes into the soul and the soul is persuaded, you see that the body will follow. This is, this is very important. Hey, but in the soul, should we do this proper? I need, I need five people. Who will stand in front of the soul? In front. In front of the soul. Great. 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 One, two, three, four, five. Okay, it's okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you. May God honor you for volunteering. <laughs> so do you see what's happening here? The soul, this, this whole department of man is called soul. But in the soul, you have the mind. You have the will. You have the emotions. Broadly categorized. But for finer understanding, you have character or personality. And then you have intellect. The mind is the gate the door into the soul. That means when the mind is captured, everything in the soul becomes enslaved. They will follow the soul. Once the mind is captured, the whole soul will follow suit. With the will, we make choices, take decisions. That's the job of the will in the soul. With the emotions, we feel. All this is in your soul. With 
character, personality. We're looking at dispositions, orientations, as a result of use. Like, as you accumulate whatever is happening in the soul, it forms. So character and personality is what has formed in the soul so far. That means all the decisions and choices and things that has been felt is formed. That means the socialization all sits in the personality and in the character. All that you've experienced, bitter, pain, pleasant, all those things, they form here, becoming your personality. So you tried, you failed, you've become timid, it's sitting in character or personality. So you are no longer trying because it has formed. Then, intellect. You're looking at reasoning and understanding. You reason here. You understand here. But in the mind, we have your imagination. We have your thoughts. And we have your memory. This is this man. So this man is able to see into the future. He's able to remember what has happened and he's able to think now. All this is in your soul. It is this middle man your, oh, your soul is the middle man. Your body is the outward man. Your spirit is the inward man. Ah, thank you, Jesus. I never read this anywhere. You just gave it to me. Thank you. <laughs> the, the soul is the middle man. The body is the outward man, and the spirit is the inward man. So all these men make up man. Outward man, middle man, inner man is man. But according to design, middle man is supposed to take reality from inward man and pass it on to outward man. So when Adam fell, hey, and by the way, I needed God here. Inward man is in touch with God, who is his spirit. So inward man relates to God naturally because both of them are spirit. God is spirit, inward man is spirit. So when inward man is now talking to middle man, it's like he's talking with, I heard from God, please send this one to outward man for me. I've heard from God. God says, it's going to be all right. And then outward man will say, Charlie, everywhere is shaking. Nothing is happening here. Charlie, everything is shaking. Inward man say, God has said everything is okay. Tell him, tell him. Then soul now takes on the responsibility of convincing outward man that God says everything is okay. Where did you hear it from? In what man told me. How did he hear it? Oh, he was in conversation with God yesterday, and God said, everything is okay. Ah, okay. So faith is that all three will line up and act as if everything is okay. That's faith. The Bible says a house divided against itself shall not stand. So our challenge is that in what man has collected information from God, Middle man is saying, Charlie, are you sure? Are you not sure? Outward man says, Charlie, I can't feel it. Oh, this thing won't. Please, are you listening? What brought us here? The thing is plenty. <laughs> I don't know. The soul, the soul, the soul, the soul, the soul, the soul, the soul. What even brought us to the soul? The middle man, the middle man. Yes. The departments in man. In the, in the middle man. Ah, yes. Yes, the middle man. So we are on the middle man. See, the middleman has a lot of compartments and departments. This is how complex you are. This thing is not just a demonstration. This is you, Minister Xavier. This is you. <laughs> this is you. So somebody can just say something to you. 
Ah, if you know the calculations happening in the middleman. Heavy calculations. So by the time you conclude, you yourself, you don't even know the processes. Because, don't forget, memory is here. This thing, I've seen it before. This thing, I've seen it before. Mm. So I would do this. You, see, you are doing all that, not because in inner man or in what man is saying you should do that too. You are using your own. That's why it says lean not on your own understanding. Consult in what man who is consulting God, who is his spirit. Because by leaning on your own understanding, you may make the wrong calculation. Why? Hey, this thing, in 1995, it happened. And then it has come, Kai, I won't pass here again. Meanwhile, God says, no, this time pass there. But because I've seen it before, I won't do it. That's the same thing Ananias was dealing with Jesus. Go and pray for Paul and let him say, hey, Lord, I have heard by, I have heard memory. Not I'm hearing by many, I have heard. So I have some information stored in my memory that says, Paul, if I see him coming here, I'll pass here. Then Jesus says, no, go to him. So the reason why he's not going is not because God has not spoken. It's because memory, some data is in his memory that is fighting his action. So, hey, I, I'm, honestly, I'm lost. <laughs> because there, there is so much I can share on this. But I didn't want to deviate. We were trying to define faith, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And we said, ah, you people, you didn't help me. The, the thing that brought us here is the definition of faith. And we said that the thing is the, the, the essence of God, isn't it? The, he is the image of the essence of God. And then I said, the hypostasis is actually substance, reality, credence, conviction. But it's conviction that supports your stance. And therefore, many times the visible things, the invisible is not real. And yet the visible is upheld by the invisible. And that's what brought us into this. <laughs> See, God has helped me. Vain is the help of man. <laughs> Okay, okay. So, so, so this we have we have the soul here, the full. There may be other minor, minor capacities in the soul, but they can be broadly categorized into this. So, please stand here. I'm now going back. <laughs> Good. So, so God has even reminded me again why I even came here. The thing is that the thing is that the reason why. The invisible and spirit realities are not real to us. It's because the soul, all of you, uh, like in military style, shift to the left, three steps, pa, 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 three steps. Good, good. Oh, mine didn't shift. Okay, wait, 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 wait. wait. I just wanted you. <laughs> I, I wanted you to just get close to body. I just wanted you to get close to the body. Our body was also running away. Oh, no, we have a problem. <laughs> okay, so, so, so now, now this, is, this is very exciting. This is very exciting. It, it's a powerful revelation because, because, because the soul is the middleman, no transaction can happen in the body and the physical world without it being cleared by the soul. So the soul is the clearing house. So when you hear scriptures like, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he 
as he. Who is the he? Middle man. Not outward man. Outward man is just a victim of middle man. So as he thinketh means, as goes the middle man, so goes the outward man. But there is a problem. Middle man is also supposed to be a victim of inward man. But middle man is the umpire. So when middle man casts his vote with outward man, it has a problem. The issue is this. This is spirit. This is soul. This is body. The original design was that soul is supposed to be spiritual. When soul is spiritual, please all of you move here. When so, body, you stay there, please. When soul is spiritual, you see that the relationship is intimate. The fellowship is deep. Soul is aligning with spirit. That means spirit is able to flow freely through soul. It's able to communicate freely through soul. And when this is the situation, we say the soul, and usually you will see the word mind, because the mind is the door into the soul. So mind is spiritual. I said the last time, the spirit cannot be spiritual, it's spirit. So whenever you hear, be, be spiritual, be spiritual, we are talking about the middle man. The inward man is a spirit. The middle man is solical. The outward man is physical. So when we are talking about being spiritual, we are talking about the inward man. We are saying the inward man must align, sorry, the middle man must align with the inward man. When this alignment happens, we will say the person is spiritual. And what it, what it means is that the middle man has become an absolute servant to the inward man. So the desires of the inward man is carried out by the middle man. And then the, the outward man is just an implementer of what the, middle, the inward man has conveyed to the middle man. This is how God designed it. So your body is just a door into the physical world. A door into the physical world. So whatever God wants to carry across, God will be here. Pass it on to the inward man. Inward man, because the, the, this is synced to this, it just flows. But when Adam fell, please come and join to the body. And then this one too shifted. So the connection between the inward man and God, who is his spirit, was severed. So this man is left to his own devices. And then soul is very powerful. He teamed up with the body and ruled the spirit. So your spirit is now weak and has no voice. Not that he has no voice and he can't speak. His voice doesn't mean much. It's what the body wants to do that it tells. So the whole thing was reversed. Now body is in charge. And then through the five senses, which is the collection agency of the body. That's how information is gathered for the body. For the inward man, I don't need five senses to gather information. I can get it from God. But for the outward guy, he collects information and forces the soul to accept it. And then now they use it to train the spirit, which is not how it was meant to be. So, spirit, please come back here. You remain. Good. So, as it stands now, this situation, in this situation, Middle man and outward man 
think reality is physical. Because they are not in touch with inward man. But in the first instance, the middle man and the inward man sees spirit reality as a reality. And middle man and inward man, they use the word of God. Because the word of God is spirit and life. So whatever the word of God tells inward man and middle man, that's fine now. We're going with it. But as it stands now, the middle man and outward man, they disagree with the word of God. Because the middle man who is supposed to make the decisions and make the choices has teamed up with the outward man, the physical, the body. So in this case, they walk by sight. Because it's the body that is ruling. You have become body-minded. So the mind, the first man, which is the middle man, eh, he has become body-minded, body-ruled. Body is final. If I can't see it, I can't believe it. If I can't feel it, I can't take it. This is the situation. And you can be born again and not disciple the middle man. And so what will happen is that even though you are born again, you will still be body-ruled. That's what we say, the person is carnal. Person is carnal means he is body ruled. But a person is spiritual means his middle man has teamed up with the inward man. Now, this middle man, when he turns to the body, he can see through the body into the physical world. So you are seeing me right now, but who is seeing me is the middle man, not the outward man. And that's why when the middle man and the inward man leave their body, you will still have your optical eyes, but you can't see. Because you are not really seen through this. The middle man is seen through. But when the middle man turns to the inward man, the middle man can see into the spirit. When many of you say you can't hear God, you can't hear God, it's because there's confusion in the middle man. There's confusion in the middle man. The middle man can see through the inward man. Or he can see through the outward man. When he sees through the outward man, he sees physical things. When he sees through the inward man, he sees spirit things. Spirit realities. He is convicted of the realities of the spirit. He can make decisions based on spirit information. And spirit is way ahead of physical so when you make choices and decisions based on spirit information, we say you are walking by faith. Because when you talk faith, you are not talking about body things. You are not talking about what can be seen, what can be touched, what can be felt. Please, is, does this help a bit? So this is you. This, this illustration is you. When you disciple, we will talk about that. We'll talk about what exactly are you supposed to be doing. so that Because when Adam fell, actually, when Adam fell, Beyond the disconnection from God, the middleman also fell heavily. That's why Psalm 23 talks about, he restoreth my soul. He restoreth the middleman. When the middleman is restored, you know what happens? The mind peaks. The will is sanitized. Emotions are sorted. Character sorted. Intellect is raised. That means the level on which Jesus, Adam, thought before the fall 
is with a restored soul. But then it hadn't fallen, so we can't use the word restored. But when your soul is restored, you will see that your mind breaks into the thought of God. When your soul is restored, it affects the quality of decisions you make. Because your will, which is used for choices, has been upgraded, if you would. So you, you are choosing on the level of God. It's like if God was in this situation, your choices becomes what he would have chosen. Because your soul is restored, meaning, meaning there's been an upgrade of your thinking, an upgrade of your will, an upgrade of your reasoning. You are now reasoning on another level. If your salvation doesn't impact your middleman, you will be born again, heaven-bound, but useless on the earth. The reason why it seems as if many people are not born again but are doing very well is because they are tapping into the latent energy of the middleman. The middleman is powerful, even in his un, like unrestored state. Very powerful. So practices like yoga, transcendental meditation, they are just exploiting the, the powers of the middleman. And yet, those meditations, they are what we are supposed to be doing with the word of God. Okay, please, you've stood for a while. Please sit down. Thank you. Thank you for volunteering. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so, 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 so we, are saying that, we are saying that the reason why it looks as if, oh, no. The reason why it looks as if things are not real. Spirit things are not real. I'll pick it up here. The reason why it seems as if things are not real is because the middleman is teamed up with the outward man. But when the middleman teams up with the inward man, feeding on the word of God, spirit things become more real than physical things. Colossians chapter 2 verse 12. We've already read Romans chapter 10 verse 17. I close on this. I close on this. Two minutes. I'll pick it up again. Um, next to God willing. Look at this. Look at this. We, we are still seeing how, uh, what faith is. Eh? We are defining faith. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him, look at this, through the faith of the operation of God. Through the faith of the operation of God. The word operation is the Greek word energia. Let me read it again, substituting operation for energia, which is energy. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the energy of God. The faith of the energy of God. The faith of the energy of God. The word of also means from. Being buried with him in baptism, wherein you also are risen with him through the faith from the energy of God. Faith from the energy of God. Faith of the energy of God. That means faith comes from the energy of God. That means whatever is in faith is in the energy of God. Whatever is in the energy of God is in faith. Faith from the energy of God. So when, when, when faith comes into your heart... Energy of God has come into your heart. That is why you are able to act on. Because there is energy that can move you to do it if you want to. But your will, middleman, your will 
must be willing to act on or use the energy of God. And I said the last time that when faith comes, the Bible says faith comes by hearing. So when you hear and faith comes, it means energy has come. If you don't do it, that energy will win. You will still have the word, but you won't have the energy to do it. So many people are filled with the word, but the energy that they can act on that word, no, they dilly-dally, that energy has dissipated. So now he still has the word. He can tell you what God said, but he can't do it. So here we see that faith is from the energy of God. But we also saw that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Here he says, through or from the energy of God. And then in Romans 10, 17, he says, faith is by the word of God. So if faith is from the energy of God and faith is by the word of God, faith, faith balances, isn't it? On the other end of the equation is energy of God and word of God. So the energy of God is the word of God. This, this, <laughs> if you understand this, eh, you can power everything in your life by what God says about it. Whatever you are doing, do you know what God says about what you are doing? If you get what God is saying about it, you have energy for that thing. There is energy of God, which is the word of God, which can change our physical bodies. Okay, I think, I think, we, have to, I think we have to end here. We'll pick it up, Hebrews 11. Now faith is the substance, the same word translated, he he is the express image of his person. The person, which is who posters, is, is what is translated substance in Hebrews 11.1. 1. Meaning, faith is that spiritual reality. But we now understand that that reality is actually the energy of God. So, faith is the energy of God for the things we hope. The energy that will bring your hopes to pass is called faith. You are hoping it. You are hoping it is great. That hope, the Bible says through the scriptures we might have hope. So that hope is first produced by the word. But the energy that will bring that hope to pass is called faith. Um, this is just an attempt to define faith. So faith is substance. Faith is the reality on which we act. The reality on which we step out. The reality on which we move. The reality, the conviction. Faith is the persuasion. But if you look at it critically, the part of you that must be persuaded is not your spirit. It's the middle man. The middle man must be persuaded if you will walk in faith. That's why the Bible says, for with the heart, man believes. The middle man is a big part of your heart. We believe you've been blessed. For further inquiries, contact Kingdom Expression Ministries worldwide on 0201-300-400 or visit our website www.kingdomexpression.org. Follow us on social media at Kingdom Expression. You can locate us at South Oyarifa, 300 meters from the Ankunam Junction.